A florist's world is filled with big-budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day -day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friends. This is Jen, and you are listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast, and I have a special treat today. I have my friend Liz that I actually met at one of the recent MN Floral Collective events, and we just hit it off because there's not many times you can meet someone that also has a podcast. So I want to introduce Liz, and Liz, can you just tell me a little bit about yeah. your business and about just yeah, you and thank you, thank you, Jen. So again, Liz Bidler, Sunny Mary Meadow. I am just outside of St. Joe, Minnesota, which is just outside of St. Cloud, Minnesota. So okay. we live about I don't know ninety minutes apart, something like that. Yep. And I got started in high school. I was really interested in flowers. I was on was an FFA and floriculture was my competition. So Sweet. it was kind of like my I was in 4-H. It was my yeah. jam. Oh yeah, oh 4-H. <laughs> yep. I showed cows. Anyway, goats so and bunnies. <laughs> So I didn't really know how I was going to make a living out of that, but it was just kind of like my party trick. Like I'd be in college and, you know, there'd You're be like, like an arrangement there and I'm like, like identify flowers because that oh, was identify. part of our competition. Okay. I'd be like, oh, okay. oh, well, that's a cymbidium orchid or <laughs> whatever it was because I had to know it in high school. But again, how, how do you make a living out of that versus the only thing I knew about flowers was like the tiny little floral shop in town. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't want to run a gift shop or, yeah, you no, know, whatever. No retail. And so I... You know, went to school for nursing, got my doctorate degree as a nurse practitioner. I'm just, I'm a pretty driven person. So just always learning, always growing. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I just, I really miss, I always had a little flower garden. My husband at the time, so actually I was widowed in 2020. Um, he yeah. passed away of a heart attack. But we started this little farm stand out of COVID selling flowers out of the end of our driveway. Mm -hmm. And so season one, we sold a couple hundred bouquets. And then for every bouquet, we gave a second one to a nursing home. And then into year two, that was after he had passed away. I sold, I did it times four. So, well, and there was a big change. There right was a big change. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, I had my second baby yep. during that time because I found out I was pregnant right after the day after the funeral. And so my flower business exploded, I think, somewhat out of, I'll, I'll just say it, probably out of pity, right? Like local people are like, okay, let's well, buy from the find a widow. Like, yeah. And, and I'll, whatever. And okay. the majority but of the listeners are, are yes. moms. Yes. I, I have yes. tons of moms that listen yes. to the podcast. And so my flower business just kind of exploded. And I realized 
what I wanted and what was on my heart. And I, I tried to keep working as a nurse practitioner three days a week and doing this. And I was like, I'm just going to do both and we'll see yep. what happens. And because we can do everything, we can do everything. And yes. then it finally made me realize like, okay, what do I want? What re-energizes me? What makes me happy? And it's the flowers. So I didn't give up being a nurse practitioner because that's a lot of school. It is a my, lot of, my sister yeah. is one. So, yeah. I get so I work one day a week still as a nurse practitioner from home doing video visits. Okay. But otherwise I have my business and I have trans transitioned it from a seasonal flower farm to a year-round business. I have my podcast, the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast, where I talk about growing cut flowers. And that's all it was going to be. And then that turned into people asking me, because we sell about, I think last year, I cleared like $150,000 in growth in, yeah. in my flower farm, not including any. That's not a shake coach or anything. No, like, yep. so it's, it's a lot. And I'm not saying, that's not how much I paid myself. God, I wish. But learned how to turn it into a profitable business that replaced my nurse practitioner revenue. And then, you know, there's people who, how are you going to do it? How are you actually, you can, you can make money. You flower farming. It's just taken me a long time to figure it out. But I realized that if I was trying to do both, you know, in the words of Ron Swanson, you can't half-ass two things. You put your whole ass into one thing. And so that's what I decided to do while still being responsible and and a mom. And a mom and a fiance. I'm getting married again. Yay. So, yeah. But my flower farm now, we do from the beginning, I would say from mid-April through mid-October, we sell anywhere from two to 300 bouquets a week. And I say we're field to base bouquets and experiences. Most of it is what we grow. But then in the off season, I do buy some wholesale and then supplement that way. I've kind of transitioned my farm into year round and figured out what my customers want and really built a loyal, loyal customer base. I would say, I would say I have about 500 customers if I had to guess. And I I do feel like experiences are such a big trend right now. Like people want to feel Mm -hmm. how you feel every day, Mm -hmm. how I feel when I go out Mm -hmm. and I'm picking flowers or growing flowers. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like a couple of those experiences do pretty well for you. Yes. And when I heard them, I was like, holy shit, I want to talk to you about that because they like workshops, especially are something so many florists, they do a ton of work. They do a ton of like marketing and then they have a lack of results then are discouraged. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your workshops go pretty well. You, you, I, I think you said you had 50 people at your porch pots, Mm -hmm. um, which I know a lot of florists that do porch pots. I see it. If you have not been at our local wholesaler, when porch pods come, like it is, it is crazy. And then there's pallets and pallets of just, it is a really big business. Mm-hmm. And you had a workshop with 50 people. You had a Thanksgiving workshop. Yep, with 50. I did a Thanksgiving centerpiece that had 50 tickets that sold out in 18 hours. So I added a second one of 30 tickets. So how the hell does that work? How did um, you do that? Like, so it's crazy. I mean, this is year two. Yeah. I did it last year. Okay. Um, I have a weekly newsletter that I get a lot of my customers to sign up for. And they know that I don't post a lot on social media as far as like what my offerings are or what's for sale. I mean, I get it kind of reminded, but I, I train them to, to open the newsletter. And that has been incredibly essential. And what's in your newsletter? Cause that so, probably seems really yeah. overwhelming to most people. Yeah. So honestly, my newsletter is. If anyone wants to just sign up for it, just to know what's in yeah. it, just go to my website, sunnymarymeadow.com and sign up for the newsletter. But it's, I mean, I'll put things like in the summertime, surprise, I'm, you know, the cooler's getting too full. We're going to do ranunculus 
yep. a buck fifty a stem. Come on out on Saturday. Like things like that. Or just little like VIP offerings just to get or we did an event at the farm this summer called Sunfest. And we had we charged sixty five bucks a person, which I was so nervous about because that's a lot of money. Well, so many um, people are worried about yeah, charging yeah, for these experiences. But I made a huge bouquet. And it was for people that aren't subscription holders because I have about a hundred people that get flowers every single week. Okay. So that event I knew was this probably isn't for my subscription holders because they already have flowers every single week. This is for those that they want to come to one thing one time. They want to be part of my farm, experience it. And it was like a massive 25 stem stem bar where they got to build their own bouquet. And there was a recipe. So it was like, the buckets were lined up and it was like two of these, two of these, two of these, two of these. And they just kind of went down this assembly line and made their bouquet. And, but so that event, for example, I didn't put it on Facebook. I, it was just in the newsletter. And then, but again, and I did that last year and then people are seeing photos of it and they're like, what is that? Why, why didn't I, I didn't know about it. I'm like, oh, shoot, should have read the newsletter. And like, just, you know, and I tell them, but that's, that's how I can get people to open the newsletter because unfortunately, I And I feel like for me, the transparency I've brought in my business is what my customers connect to. Mm-hmm. I show up in my stories. Well, I, you seem very authentic. And I know that's kind of a, like a trendy word, like being authentic. But like so many people, for one, they won't even show their face. Yep. Because they're petrified. Mm-hmm. And for two, like they don't feel like people want to know you or understand their story. Mm-hmm. And like. I feel like that story is what makes your business. Yep, exactly. And, and they, especially yours. Yeah, and they they just want to, you know, I, I'm so real about, you know, the the work of the ranunculus or whatever. Like right now, so I, so I overwintered. So I planted some this fall. I have no idea if they're going to live. So I saved all my corms last year. Yep. They all saw me do it. I let them buy, die back naturally. I have 2,000 new corms in my basement. So a corm is, yes. the rhinoculus comes from a corm. It actually looks like a little mini octopus, if you guys don't know. But they are about the size of a quarter. Mm-hmm. And then you have to soak them and pop them up. Yep. And they're not supposed to freeze. Solid. And, yes. and what happens in Minnesota? It gets pretty frozen. Yes. Have you ever dug a Dahlia tuber up after you accidentally left it? Yes. And it's just it's mush. horrible. Yep. It's mush. And so that's so they're they're watching this journey. Are they in a like, tunnel? They're in a tunnel. Oh okay. yeah, of course. Okay. Um so then but so I have a mini tunnel over my regular tunnel, but like we'll see. And I've just said your guys' guess is as good as mine, but if this works, I'm gonna have ranunculus end of April. That would be amazing. And that's gonna be awesome. And if it doesn't work, well like Yeah. You then tried. They can and and they know that. I'm doing it for them. Like yeah. they know that you guys, it's so that you guys can have flowers. Yep. We do have a short and weirdly ever changing growing season here in yes. Minnesota. Yep. And that seems to be, I mean, even the last two years have been different than the three years before mm-hmm. employing growing yeah. flowers. So and so with this, the particular workshops that we talked about. So I do a lot of workshops on my farm, but I can only sit well. It depends. In the summertime, I have had groups up to 50, but we've had to like do it in shifts. Shift. Like yeah. one of my waves. Yep. One of my team members. I'm like, okay, you guys give the tour. You guys do this. And I'm going to have 20 of them make a bouquet and then we'll switch and yeah. do it again. Otherwise, you know, a lot of times we can, you know, and I'll do private groups where they can come out and just like privately have a private you pick on their own and they can book their own. And that I ended up doing on Tuesday nights last summer. 
And I didn't even really advertise those. I just said newsletter. I didn't even put those in my newsletter. I emailed all of my subscription holders, which is about a hundred of actually between spring and summer subscription holders. And that's where like they pay in the off season, like right now. And they pay for either six weeks of spring flowers or 10 weeks of summer. Mm -hmm. And so then I sent them an email and said, okay, guys, I'm going to take 10. Do any of you want to come? And, you know, you have to bring at least eight people, but you can reserve a night. And I don't, I I know who they all are. I know the cars they drive. I know who they are. I don't make them prepay. I'm like, yeah, just pay me that night. Like, yeah. And it's fine. And then. So how do you think you like got 50 people to sign up for a porch box patchwork? So I think talking about it in my stories, what we're going to do, how we're going to do this, talking about just the, honestly, talking about the wholesale price, something that people can relate to. I don't know if this is good, bad or otherwise, but you know, you go to our local grocery store and I'm like, okay, these ugly things are 70 bucks. I can make one prettier than that for probably about the same price. I mean, that is what I charge, you know, but Let's make them a little fun. Let's put well, some and you games. And Let's like, put some that's an Exactly. And that was my thing too, was I want it far enough out. You know that I would say the majority of it was friends or sisters or mother, daughter or yeah. aunt and niece or whatever. And it's like, spend that time with that person before the holidays get busy. And this is something that you're going to enjoy all day long. So for $2 a day, you get this porch pod for six weeks or longer on your yeah. printer that makes you think of that your daughter, yep. not in your daughter. You know, it's like, I made that. And literally people come in and people are proud to share mm-hmm. that and post it on their social media. And if they do and take you, like I find experiences because mm-hmm. I love bringing my kiddos places mm-hmm. that are just like an experience. And like, they want to share that, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like ne- I've screenshotted those things. So like next year, I want to bring my kids here around Christmas time yep. or whatever, which I think getting your customers conditioned or even like talking about, hey, take me in this so I can share it. So there's another person Mm -hmm. sharing Mm -hmm. their information and sharing like what they're proud of. Yeah, because they made something awesome. And I would say, I mean, last summer with my U-Picks, when people got to come out and pick their own flowers, Mm -hmm. the very first one that I had, I ended up picking, I think, 10 like really loyal OG customers. And I said, bring a friend, come for free post the crap out of it. And they were like, okay, am I an influencer? I'm like, yes, you're an influencer. But it it worked. And I sold out. I only sold. So what I do for mine is $35 to come pick like a 32 ounce cup. And then, so that's for that person. But I do a $5 watching fee. Nobody steps foot on my farm without paying for something. Yeah. I, it's my home. It's my property. I want to know who's coming and going. And it keeps, and I don't mean to sound like nobody comes to my farm without paying, but I can't have 200 people like running around and 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 perking and just monitoring that and, and worried about who's here, who's not. And it, and it makes it a lot less enjoyable for those that are there. And I, I know it turned some people off. They were like, well, what do you mean? I can't bring my kids. I'm like, okay, if you want to bring a two-year-old, I won't charge for that. But like your three-year-old, no, we're paying. And because you're paying that, and they're going to want to pick flowers, Mm -hmm. like exactly. And it's it just it keeps it level. It keeps it enjoyable. It keeps it to a certain like relaxing number. And then it it allows me to okay, I'm capping it at thirty pickers and thirty watchers. So I put sixty tickets on there. So sixty people from seven thirty to ten thirty. 
you know, usually at any given point, there's about 35 to 40 people there Mm. and there's plenty of room. And how do you balance that with your like your family and just like that, that space and distance? Yeah. So we do it on Saturday mornings. I intentionally picked Saturday mornings because my fiance, he plays Australian rules football. So he comes Mm. down every single Saturday morning down here to the cities okay and does that and then so it's the minnesota freeze and he um so he's gone anyway and okay. it's something that and i always have at least one if not two employees there helping me because that's a lot of people i mean yeah, that's that's a lot of people, people to manage come on a day like that so 60 i mean i can oh, cap it off yeah okay yep and it gets out yep oh yeah every like single crap. week it sells out and then you know and i've, I've started to think about okay do i do punch cards do i do voucher like yeah. Some Next people have asked about like a you pick subscription or, you know, and I'm like, okay, if you pay for five at once, do you get one free or something like that? Yeah. But yeah, it, it just really is the experience and the connection. And once they see where the flowers are grown and then now, as long as they're there, oh, did you know you can actually get subscriptions next year or those people that. And that's a great way to have revenue mm-hmm. in the middle of winter when mm-hmm. it is more bleak. Yeah. And so. I have a course. It's actually called Peddling Perishable Products, where I teach flower farmers how I how did to make it. money. I mean, how to make money. And honestly, it's a very literally. I'm I'm pulling back the curtain and showing them exactly what I do. I mean, I literally show them like exactly how I do my bank account. Okay, I have seven accounts, and every month I transfer this percentage into here. This percentage first. profit first. Of okay. course, I love my course. Knowledge. Yeah. Anyway, um. So yeah, I I show them how I do profit first. I show them. How I turn it into a seasonal business or turn it into a year round business. And so like my sales count for that month. So in the summertime, my subscriptions, that was my November income. That was my December income. In the summertime, my income is my STEM bars and my. So I want to talk about STEM bars because that was also fascinating when we talked about that. Like Mm -hmm. explain what is a STEM bar? How do you market it? And like, what are some just basic details? Yeah. So I wanted a way basically. I started out with a farm stand, which I think okay. is something that so many people do or like, you know, farmers markets or whatever right, and they're cute. cute. But like, what do you do with the ones that don't sell? And you throw them away because they're perishable. So or you can donate them or you can donate them. And that's what I do. But honestly, that's work too. That is a lot of work. In the volume that I'm doing, like, I just, I work. couldn't keep up with that. And to get right. it at a good time. And then I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, the status is still good. The Lysianthus is probably still good. Just, the oh. Vineos, nope. And now I got a yeah. And it just, there was no way. I mean, I, I would look at my time and the time of my employees. And especially once I started hiring more employees, I'm like, okay, now it, it really is. Because either I do this myself or I pay someone else to do it. I'm looking at my own time. But so that's why I named my course Peddling Perishable Products. Peddling ter- perishable products takes planning. And it's, yes, you know, and I would get invited to these vendor fairs and they're like, oh yeah, we're expecting a lot of people. And I'm like, I want to make it worth this. So I bring 50 bouquets. Yeah. And what do I do after I've been sitting in the hot sun, whatever. So I decided. And they've been sitting in yep, the hot sun. Exactly. So then I decided to make these stem bars where I bring buckets of flowers and people can make their own. And now the ones that I have left, I have a plan for them. Yeah. So it's not just where those flowers go, but it's it's the plan for them afterwards, basically, and so that I'm not throwing buckets away. And I do most of them at my farm so they can a lot of times stay in the cooler. I actually created a course. It's $97 for 
I called it Secrets of Sold Out Stem Bars. So it's yeah. a 30-minute video of me talking all about them in like a 20-page and you don't need to be a flower farmer. I think, no, do no, 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 no. I do them in the, the off season. So I do one for Valentine's Day. Cute. Not Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. And it's all wholesale flowers. That and I where do you so do something like that? So that's at one of the breweries in Wake Park, Minnesota. So it's a big, yeah, just part. We actually, Valentine's Day, we did it on Super Bowl Sunday this year. It was, I had people emailing me, are there any more spots? Are there any more spots? I'm like, I'm sorry, I already ordered flowers. I don't I get how people yeah. like are so last I'm minute. I'm so last minute. But I mean, I did not you picks, not subscriptions, not extra bouquets, not weddings, not private events. I did twenty thousand dollars of sales last year, just, just stemmers. stemmers. Mm -hmm. That's every month, every Monday at my farm, and then every other Tuesday at a brewery. And how did they get that course? So if you go to my website, Sunny Mary Meadow Coaching. So Sunny Mary is my flower farm. Sunny Mary Meadow Coaching is my resources for flower farmers. Okay, yep. and then so with. That course is like a mini course within Peddling Perishable Products. Mm -hmm. So anyone that buys that between now and March 1st is the next cohort of Peddling Perishable Products. I have 15 flower farmers in there. There's modules that they get to access, but then we also have some group coaching, some individual coaching, interaction. But anyone who buys sold out stem bars, I will give them $97 off of Peddling Perishable Products because it's included in Peddling Perishable Products. Okay. But they can get the mini course. They can get the mini course right now. And that's something they want. And that's, and that's the reason that there's 10 different modules in Peddling Perishable Products. This is really the only one that I'm doing a la carte because I feel like anyone can implement it. Yeah. And like I said, you, to me, it's like, okay, so $97 pretty much every Monday at my farm without fail, I sell up between $800 and $1,200. Mm -hmm. I turn that 97 like the amount, but then the amount of waste. That is yeah, reduced in yeah. the savings and whatever. And spreading your name. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And the Instapics and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. the experience. Like yes. people sharing people videos. People love it. And I don't charge a ticket for that one for the STEM bars. I shouldn't say nobody ever gets to my farm without buying something. That is one that people can come and just like make their own. Okay. Um, But I know that no one's going to come and buy anything. Whereas yeah. the UPICs, if it's just it's $35 to pick, like they might they, not pick. Yeah. And then they're just taking pictures or enjoying it. And it just, it just gets overcrowded. Where these photographers come to your farm too? I do. I do. I um, that. So I had a couple of photographers that rented hourly, like three or four hours at a time for mini sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and then Those I have a lot huge, of people especially who do sunflower. Mini. Yeah. And then I do a lot of, um, yeah, like senior pictures, family pictures, stuff like that. That was so good to talk yeah, to you. Like, you. I think that those two ideas, like the STEM bar and like how to effectively have workshops is something that is uncapped potential for so many florists. And it was just so nice to hear. And if you, you guys want to check out her mini course, just go to sunnymarymeadowcoaching.com because yep. I love courses. I yep. love learning. And that sounds like a great one. So right. thank you, Jenny, for coming. All right. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.